Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Careful making wishes in the dark, dark, can't be so when it hit that mop in the sides in the mean, mean time. I'm just dreaming of tearing you apart. That is hammered out to deep left field. Forget about it. Big fly from Mike Trout and the Angels have tied this one up and won. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh for Los Angeles Angels and 66ers Baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Hey, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags joined as always with Daniel Garcia. We're back for another edition of the All Angels Podcast. And on today's show, we have uh, two interviews today. Uh, first, we're going to get into an interview that Dan had with Angels um, reporter Trent Rush. You hear Trent Rush on the on radio. I mean, he's all over Fox the Angels. Sports West. Yeah, you see him all over uh, social media, mm-hmm. too. But um, so, yeah. Yeah, Trent Rush. And then right after Trent Rush, Daniel and I sat down and I had an over-the-phone interview with Angels broadcaster, Victor Rojas, you can catch Victor Rojas on Fox Sports with alongside our friend Gooby, and uh, we're excited to hear them this year, this season, kick off the 2020 season, you know, for Fox Sports West on the TV side of things. So we're going to get into the interviews. Uh, we want to thank them for their time, both of them, Trent and Victor. They were more than generous with their time. So let's get into it. I want to welcome back uh, Trent Rush from AM830. You hear him all over the radio, and you definitely see him all over uh, social media. Trent, how are you doing today? What's going on, man? How are you? Good. So first off, how are you doing? How's the family? This is actually the first time we are talking since uh, you got married, so congratulations with that. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's been... uh... Yeah, it's been a minute since we had a chance to catch up. Look, it's uh, everyone's healthy. That's the important thing. Um, you know, my wife's a nurse, so she's been oh, working wow. crazy hours and, and doing everything she can to uh, try to keep everybody safe and healthy out there. So, uh, yeah, she's been, she's been awesome. I'm so proud of her. Uh, it's been uh, it's been cool. It's been cool. I'm just uh, happy to be back watching baseball, talking about baseball, and uh, trying to get at least a little bit close to whatever this new normal is. Um, it's nuts, man, but uh, at least we got our game coming back. Yeah, exactly. So we're less than a week away. I mean, we are days away from Angels opening day. Was there at any point this off season or, you know, uh, time off where you didn't think that was going to happen? Uh, you know, I'm a pretty optimistic guy. Just just by nature, so I really was pretty confident the whole way through there was going to be some form of baseball. And remember, you know, how could anybody forget those labor negotiations and everything going on there? I was actually concerned for a while that there might be a season with replacement players uh, if something like that were to happen. But I was never really questioning the fact that there was going to be a season at all. I, I was always pretty confident we'd have baseball, um, but I, I would say that the way this is playing out with the big leaguers here and the way they're performing, and, and at least to this point, not too many guys have out. And, you know, the, the numbers in baseball, I think, can give a lot of confidence. It, you know, even though around the country it seems like these COVID numbers are going up in baseball, they're going way down. And I think that's has a lot to do with the protocol that MLB put in place. And, you know, I think a lot of, you know, big league players are feeling more comfortable and more confident in that, which uh, makes us all feel better. So you mentioned that you are there around the ballpark now. Um, I, I guess one of the main things I want to ask you is how does it feel? I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a huge stadium. It feels even huger when, when there's no one in the stands. How does it feel when, you know, you see the players on the field and, and you look around and there's, like, nobody in the stands? Well, it feels like being on the backfields in spring training, really. And what's going to be interesting is when, when you're facing a – 
you know, an opposing team traveling in from another city, then you see them. Then I think it's going to be really weird. When you're in practice jerseys and there's, you know, still a, a practice element to all of this, it's not too, too bad. I tell you, though, they pump in this crowd noise. I know a lot has been made about this. I like it a lot. And Joe Madden talked about it, too. You want to have enough noise to where it's not a distraction. Dead silence is a distraction. There's no way around that. But having a little white hum in the background, white noise in the back, um, and then you also have the PA announcer in there. You have the walk-up music. The walk-up music makes a huge difference. So you create kind of this game day-like feel around everything. And, you know, it doesn't – if you're locked into the field and you're watching the game and you're not just looking around the whole time – you forget that, you know, there's no fans there. Because if you get, you know, you, you, the sound of the day or the night feels like a normal Angels game. Um, you just, there's no one sitting next to you. And that's the weird part. And you don't have anybody to talk to or share your bucket of cookies with or your helmet nachos with or drink your beer. Like, that's the thing that you miss. But all in all, it hasn't been too bad. It's jarring the first day. And then you start to get a little bit more accustomed to it after. So you kind of mentioned it a little bit about um, you know the walk-up music and and the artificial noise in the background. Do you know by any chance? And I, I don't expect you to have an answer right away. Or, or but for fans that are watching on TV, are we going to be able to experience like the walk-up music? Because I know at times when you watch on FSN, because maybe the commentators are talking or maybe there is that noise in the background from the fans, you don't really always hear clearly like what Mike Trout's walk-up song is or do you know by any chance if yeah, the fans yeah. will be able to hear it like hey Trout's song is this or Rendon's walk-up song is that well I mean I think if you listen for it I think you're more likely to hear it now than ever I don't know exactly how it's going to be I don't know exactly how Fox is going to do their production or even what we're doing on the radio side but on the radio side um, you know, the the broadcasters will come on and Terry and Mark will talk. And, you know, just like uh, Victor and Gooby will talk on TV. And you know, you're going to hear that. But if you pay attention to what's going on behind them, I would say that you have a better chance now of being able to pick up those in-stadium noises uh, than you otherwise would. So, yeah, I'm sure it'll come through. I mean, I, I don't know that that's going to be like part of the mix, but there's not a whole lot of other things to hear. So, yeah, I, I would imagine you are going to hear the PA announcer, uh, Michael Rajo, who does such a good job. I think you're going to hear uh, Mike a little bit more. I think you're going to hear the walk-up music a little bit more. But there is like this hum that's supposed to simulate – a you know a full ballpark i'll tell you the thing i can compare it to most look we all know that there have been those nights you know you, like a, a random midweek you know a tuesday game against right, you know right. detroit when they're in town and it's a, it's a low attended game it kind of sounds it kind of feels like that honestly so that's not too too different i know matt chapman up in oakland kind of joked hey that's not weird at all for us which is kind of funny the angels are used to having you know great crowds all the time but you know there is that occasional game that's light um and it just kind of feels like that so i don't know what the protocols what your situation i've talked to red bollinger and and the the, looks like the beat writers are kind of confined to that um right field press box but for you what are you able to do around the field yeah, you know, my responsibility, you know, it's to be the best teammate you can be. And for me, that's follow the rules. I think everybody's kind of got to be a team in this. So my access around the ballpark is by far the most limited that it's ever been. I check in the same way like Rhett does that you were talking about. And uh, I go up and I sit in the press box. Now, when games start, um, I don't know exactly where I'm going to be on home games. I might be in the press box. I might be in the radio booth with Terry Smith and Mark Langston. It just depends on how that goes. It's a big booth. There's enough space in there, so I might be in there. Um, otherwise, uh, for road games, I'm going to be in our in our studios at KLAA, which is in right field at Angel Stadium. Um, you know, I could be I could be there doing pre and post game shows, and I have a home studio that I'm going to be using too. So it's all very different uh, how we're going about this. Every day the scenario is a little different, just in terms of um, you know what kind of access we have and what people are there and the day night and all these extra factors. Uh, but it's it's going to be one of those years where you're going to have to rely on your cell phone and your laptop and having communication virtually uh, because you won't be having it face to face. I really I haven't seen I have not seen Joe Madden in person since March and uh, you know same for all of the players. I haven't seen anybody since March, so it's weird. Uh, but here we are, and uh, you know we're just all trying to do the very best that we. And, and, you know, my whole thing is, 
whether I like it or not, doesn't matter. I'm just trying to follow the rules, do my job. I don't want to be the one that derails this thing. So I'm going to follow everything that you could possibly follow to try to do it um, the right way. And it seems like, at least to this point, every other person I've seen out here has that same mindset. So there was a photo, uh, I believe it was Anthony Rizzo out in Wrigley in left field, just seems like watching practice all by himself. So let me put you in that situation. If you had access to anywhere in the field or the stadium, the stadium being empty with no fans, where are you going to, where would you be, where would you want to watch uh, a baseball game? Um, oh, man, I'm spoiled. Okay, so with no fans there, I just want to be as close as possible. Like I want to sit, uh, probably, I either want to sit, in the diamond club right behind home plate or right behind the angels bench. So I can listen to what Joe's talking about. So I can hear the conversation with Joe and, and Mickey Calloway when they're making pitching decisions. That That's probably where I would want to be. My gosh, we are spoiled with our, with our radio booth being where it is. I think we have one of the best sight lines of all the 30 clubs. So I'm kind of hoping uh, I'm going to probably be, uh, I'm probably going to be sitting in row two of the radio booth which is one row away from what I think is the very best seat in the house. I think Terry Smith has the single best seat in the building. So uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's a good place to be. So I, I'm going to be happy watching from there. I'll tell you that. You know what's been kind of cool, though? So I don't know if you've heard this, but all, the players have suites yes, in the ballpark. Yes, I've seen that. So like, Billy Eppler was saying, hey, look, you, use the clubhouse like a closet. Like, Don't spend time in the clubhouse. So all the players have suites. Well, sometimes during these scrimmages or practice games, players will go outside their suites and just go sit out there and watch the games and kind of communicate to each other that way and yell at each other from a couple suites down. So that's actually been kind of cool to see all that play out. Yeah, and actually Middleton has been the guy I've seen most on social media posting, you know, when he's watching a interleague or inter squad game or just practice from from yeah. his suite. So yeah, that's definitely something yeah. interesting to see. You know, obviously with this baseball I don't think Keenan's missed the game. Yeah, I don't think so either because it seems like either you see him pitching in one or hearing about him pitching in one or, you, like I said, you see him posting on his Instagram, right. you know, him sitting down watching the actual uh, inter-squad game. So with the season going on right now, there's a bunch of rules that kind of came into play because of the situation with COVID. Um, you know, it could be the schedule. It could be the universal DH. It could be, um, you know, anything like that. What kind of rule did the runner on second base and extra innings – what kind of rule are you most interested in seeing uh, play out for the year? Well, I think the rule that I'm most interested in seeing was the one that I didn't want to see happen the most, and that was the runner on second base and extra innings. I don't know. I, I don't know how that speeds up the game, but I do think it's going to create to it's going to lead to the teams that are able to create offense through situational hitting are going to have the best advantage and. You know, Joe Madden was working on that with the Angels back in February. That was always part of the plan to be really big on situational hitting. And he continues to emphasize that in camp. And the Angels have gone through a ton of drills uh, with, with how they're going to handle the runner at second base. He's brought in a five-man infield at times. Um, he, he's done a lot of different stuff. He's like, hey, it's like giving up a double to lead off an inning. And then how do you handle it from there? So, you know, if you're trying to simplify it in baseball terms, I guess is what Joe was kind of thinking. But uh, I'm interested to see how that plays out. You know, again, I, I personally, I wish that wasn't the rule. I don't like that. However, um, I, I do think that, like in the Angels case, I think they are going to be better off for it because I, I would expect the Angels to be one of the best teams in all of baseball when it comes to situational hitting and the kind of fundamentals that it takes and having that right strategy to handle that situation because Joe Madden is putting so much emphasis on that. The Angels are going to be as prepared or more prepared than every other team in baseball in that scenario. So that you know that, that's interesting to me. Again, I don't agree with it, but I, I do think it's going to be uh, fascinating to watch. And it's funny, you you mentioned, you know, Joe Madden a handful of times, and, and it just seems like it was so long ago when the hire happened because of everything that's kind of happened in between. And I kind of had the same feeling about uh, Anthony Rendon. Again, a great signing by the Angels, a guy that's obviously going to help the Angels win games. You know, how has he been so far in Angels camp from what you've seen? He's been great. And, he, I mean, this guy is just a doubles machine. Led the National League in doubles the last couple of years. Uh, this guy does it all, and he's such a, a pure – hitter uh, he had one batting practice and this is probably the first or second day at camp 
And it was like, I, he goes, I'm working on off. Uh, I'm going the opposite way. So he did a whole BP session with everything the opposite way. And you're talking hard hit balls off the wall, over the wall, into the gaps, uh, down the line. I mean, it was, and it was so cool to see him do that. And then the next time up, then he's like, okay, now I'm going to try to just crush. And he's pulling stuff and uh, just, just hammering it into the bullpens and some over the bullpens. Uh, he is just a great hitter, but what's, pleasantly surprised me the most is how elite of a defender he is i knew he was going to be good defensively everyone talked about how good of a defender he is but seeing it up close and personal him and simmons together that left side of the infield is hands down the best defensive left side of the infield in all of baseball it's the best left side of a defensive infield that i've seen uh, in my lifetime of any club i think it's that good so that's going to be really neat to see who I think are two, uh, probably probably two of the five or six best defensive players in baseball on the same infield together. It's going to be insane. So, you know, obviously a 60-game season, this is a full-on sprint. You always, growing up, you hear, you know, baseball's a marathon, not a sprint, but now it's actually a sprint. Um, you know, do you think this helps the Angels, hurts the Angels? You know, I know that's kind of probably hard to answer, but you know, I'm sure you're getting that also yeah. a lot on uh, your social media. Yeah, you know, you know what I think is going to help the Angels a lot is I think their bullpen's really good. And I know people haven't really talked a whole lot about the bullpen, um, but in a year like this, I almost think, you know, if you have elite starting pitching, that's going to be really beneficial. When you can count on every, you know, fifth or sixth day, somebody that, you know, you know is going to get you a win. The length of the season doesn't change that. But I do think, especially early on when the game's going to be so important, I don't think we're going to see just across baseball. I don't think we're going to see a ton of hitter or a ton of pitchers going deep into games early on. I think that it's going to be, you know, five or six innings and, and that, you know, it's kind of where you're topping out and then it's going to be up to the bullpen. I think the Angels have a really good bullpen. So I think that this could actually help them the way the schedule works. If they can just be 500 going into September, they can be a playoff team. And I, I, they can win the division if they can be 500 going into September because their their July and August schedule is really tough, and September is really light, I think, uh, compared to other clubs. So I, I think that the Angels could strike late, and I, I think it could be just really fun to watch how this all plays out. I think this is a really good team. I've been itching to see them play since the day that Anthony Rendon signed. And, you know, we've had to wait a long time. Now, that was back in December at the winter meetings. So uh, I'm excited to finally get a chance to see this team compete against somebody else. They've been playing so much against each other. I want to see them compete against somebody else because I think it's going to be really fun. And I, I really, in my heart, believe this is a playoff team. And whether you play 162 games or 60 games or five games, this is a playoff team. No, I, I think it's going to be a lot of excitement especially early on because you you kind of mentioned where you need to get off to a pretty good uh, start in, in a 60-game season. So Trent Rush, again, follow him at Trent Rush Sports. I'm sure a lot of you people that are listening already do, but you can hear him on the radio and obviously see him all over social media. So the last question I want to give you is not necessarily a prediction of what the Angels' record will be, but what do you think that magic number is going to be for a team uh, to get into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, that's really hard to say. I, like, does, is, is it going to take 40 wins to win the division? That, that seems like a lot to me, to go 40 and 20. Um, yeah, you know, that you know, maybe 38 wins ends up being kind of the magic number uh, to be a division winner. I don't know, man. This is, this is all uncharted territory. I don't know what to think, to be totally honest with you. Um, you know, maybe it's 38, maybe it's 40. Uh, somewhere in 37, somewhere in there, I think is going to be what it takes. But that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, as long as the Angels can be 500 through in the season's really tough, and that's through July and August, get into September, you play some of the bottom-tier teams, uh, you go from there. But I also think, guys, there's going to be some bot some teams that we're saying right now we would consider as bottom-tier teams. Like, one or two of those teams is going to surprise everybody and right. be in the mix. Like, I'm right. just – I'm fully prepared for that. I'm ready for Baltimore, Detroit, or Seattle <laughs> to, like, be a playoff team. Like, you like you don't know what this year is going to be. It's going to be nuts. But, you know, just looking at the ALS, like, I think Houston – it's going to be really hard for Houston to um, contend – especially with all the things that have happened this off season, I don't think that they lose that. It's going to help them not having fans, I think. But, you know, I'm not as sold on Houston anymore, especially now that their pitching has, has taken the blow with, with uh, Garrett Cole's departure. I look at Oakland, and you go position by position with Oakland. 
I think the Angels are right there with the A's. I know the pitching staff's not as good. Oakland's got a little better pitching staff, but I think the Angels' bullpen is much improved from a year ago, and that could be a sleeper. And they have a lot better lineup than the A's do. So I know Oakland seems to get a lot of love. I think the Angels are a better team than the A's. And, you know, the Rangers have a good rotation. But outside of that, you know, I'm not in love with Texas, and I think Seattle is a long way to go. So I, I like the Angels' chances. I think that they can legitimately contend for an ALS crown in this format. Again, Trent, thank you very much for your time. Um, good health. Uh, you know, can't wait to hear you on the radio once the season gets started. Thank you again so much for taking some time out. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. And by the way, something new we're doing this year, Angels Recap is going to be on after uh, every night game all season long. So usually it's just after home games. This year we're doing home and road. So uh, nice. more shows for everybody. I'm actually doing more this year than last year. So it uh, <laughs> should be lots of fun, man. That's awesome, cool. man. Thank Thanks, you very dude. much. There's no shortage of action going on with our partner over at BetOnline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all have resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odds for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NBA, NFL, UFC live every day for our devoted gamblers, and check it out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. That's BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are here with Angels broadcaster, TV broadcaster on Fox Sports West, Victor Rojas. Victor, thanks for joining us here on the All Angels podcast. Hey, it's my pleasure to join you guys again. So, Victor, we are literally days away from the 2020 season starting, you know, at any point during this extended off season, did you think it wasn't going to happen? Yeah, I think there was a lot of times when we thought that uh, it's going to be a difficult task for uh, for baseball to get back or any sport to be back. To be perfectly honest with you, and as far as uh, baseball was concerned, I thought that uh, with the way and how contentious the uh, negotiations were between the league and the players association that that would certainly make it that much more difficult. Uh, but fortunately they were able to work something out and, um, you know, we'll wait and see what happens uh, come Friday. But uh, the hope is that uh, we're capable of playing some games and playing for a while and getting a season in and getting a postseason in as well. And uh, doing so while uh, maintaining all the health protocols and, and trying to keep everybody healthy. Now, you know, considering everything that's happened and, 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 you know, us getting ready here, ramped up for the season. What's your, how do you feel about actually finishing the season and, and getting paid? Are you, are you optimistic or are you kind of on the cautious side? I think you have to be cautious considering how everything has played out with this pandemic. It seems like uh, on an hourly basis, things change. And so, uh, you know, for me, it's it's about just uh, seeing how everything gets going. I think testing results that Major League Baseball put out a couple of days ago uh, was a positive sign. But that being said, uh, everybody's in their own bubble right now. Each team is 
in their respective parks and then they're practicing the social distancing and keeping everything uh, in check. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, beginning on Thursday when teams have to start traveling and staying in hotels and on charters and uh, making sure that everybody continues with the protocols so that everyone uh, is able to stay healthy. Uh, you know, all it takes is for uh, someone to come down with it, be symptomatic, and also pass it along. And it knocks out three, four, five guys uh, off the team for uh, things to really unwind very quickly. So I think it's uh, it's paramount that uh, managers and coaches uh, really, and I think they have stressed it. It seems like through this this camp uh, for all teams, uh, how important it is to take care of yourselves and uh, those around you. And I think if they are able to do that out on the road. Um, then, yeah, I think uh, unless barring something that happens from a, from a pandemic standpoint that we can't control or don't foresee, um, then, yeah, I think they're capable of doing that. But you have to be cautious about it. I mean, I don't think there's any givens uh, on anything. I mean, uh, just look at the MLS, the tournament that was going on in Orlando. FC Dallas was planning on participating in it. Well, FC Dallas had three or four guys that test positive. They had to turn their charter around. They had to pull out of the tournament. So, um, those are the things that you have to kind of worry about. Uh, but uh, until you're actually in the flow of it and things are happening, you you have no idea if you're able to, to kind of get a 60-game schedule in. So going back a little bit further, um, you were very vocal on your Twitter about the negotiations with the players and uh, the ownership. In your eyes, what was the most frustrating part when you see everything uh, play out in public mm-hmm. like it did? that right there, the idiocy that it all played out in public, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, it's a game that has uh, really struggled from a demographic standpoint of, of growing itself. Uh, it's, it's, it's used to old white uh, individuals, and that's just the, the demographic of baseball, unfortunately. Um, but as we all know, as, uh, as a Latino that grew up watching my dad play the game, that uh, there are a lot of us uh, minorities in other communities that, that really appreciate the game. Now, whether or not they have the means to play the game uh, in their communities because of the expense of it. And, you know, everything really started to turn towards uh, travel baseball or select baseball and the cost just becoming uh, so high that these, these young players and young families aren't able to to participate in the game. You're turning players uh, and families away from your game. Uh, And I think that when you, when you negotiate in public as both parties ended up doing, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. You, you're damaging the brand. And uh, I think there's a lot of people that are really upset about all this. And the unfortunate part of all of this is it's it's a precursor to next year. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement comes to an end December 1st of next year. And I think fans are sitting there going, oh, this is great that we have a season we're going to play this, but here we go again starting next year. Now, if they're able to go underground, and hammer this out and surprise everybody in spring training with a new collective bargaining agreement, or at least make strides uh, in a positive manner that would lead everyone to believe that the deal is going to be struck and there's not going to be any work stoppages or threats of work stoppages. Then you have an opportunity to really build off of that and build off that momentum and build the brand a little bit. But I, I just, that, that to me was the most frustrating part, to be perfectly honest with you, considering how many people have lost their jobs and how many people were on, on unemployment and still are on unemployment and, uh, and how all of the financial stuff was playing out uh, in the public. It's, it's a shame that it went that way, didn't have to go that way. Um, but it's something that baseball has to live with, not myself. You know, if there was to be, and it's, you know, let's hope not a work stoppage next year, can baseball handle something like that in your opinion? No, I don't think so. Um, I I think you're always going to get the hardcore fans um, that are always going to somehow take a punch and keep coming back, (laughs) you know, Uh, just go back to the 94 situation, 94, 95. Uh, It took a while for it to happen. And it took a steroid-induced home run chase uh, of Maris's record yeah. to uh, yeah. uh, to bring to bring people back. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think everything is cyclical. I, I think in today's world, the news cycle is so short-lived that it's possible that you can uh, have the ugliness play out and have it just be forgotten, uh, and, and people still come back. The question really it becomes more of what's what's it look like next year? Um, you know, are we are we past the pandemic? Are we still in this this mode? Is it still without fans? Um, 
I think those are the questions that still remain to be seen. So I think, I think fans in general are, you know, were really upset with how things played out. I'm sure it left a sour taste in a lot of people's minds. I think the biggest issue that I had with it all is not so much the, the hardcore fan like, like us, right. That we're, we're, you know, we're the idiots that keep taking the punch and coming back because, (laughs) you know, we love the game or, and, or we work in it. Right. Um, but those, but those, those kids and those families that maybe got a taste of it for the first time last year, two years ago and, and saw and fell in love with a Mike Trout or a Shohei Otani or a Bryce Harper or Garrett Cole or whatever. And all of a sudden that, that taste, they want more of it. Right. And they're, they're striving for baseball. And then you see how it plays out. Um, and unfolds from a business perspective. And I think it turns people off. Uh, and so that's where I think you, you, you really lose uh, a lot. And that's where I think the damage is done. That plus the communities around the country that have zero minor league baseball now. Uh, it was already yeah, going to be minus, you know, whatever the proposal is, 40 teams that Major League Baseball wants to cut from minor league cities. And on top of that, this year with the pandemic, everything gets wiped out. And, you know, I think those communities are the ones that are going to be the, the most difficult to bring back uh, from a, from a fan perspective. Um, just because I think it, it was something that could be controlled to a certain extent. I think you could have done a little bit better with those communities. Um, and it's unfortunate that that's how it's playing out. And uh, so, you know, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. So, yeah, we're really close to the Inland empire team uh, down here in, um, the Inland Empire and Riverside. So, yeah, it was kind of hard to see to see that they're not going to have a season at all this year. Um, now, kind of fast-forwarding to the Angel season now, there's a, you know a handful of new rules that are going to be in place this year. Some of them were planned, and some of them have come across because of the pandemic, whether it be the runner on second extra innings, the three-pitcher, uh, three-batter rule, or the universal DH. What rule that's new to this season are you interested to see play out? Yeah, I think uh, I think the DH thing was always going to play out eventually. I think that was I think that was coming. Uh, certainly, I thought forthcoming in the in the new collective bargaining agreement. So now you get a chance to test it all out. I think I've been been a, uh, fairly vocal in that um, whatever you decide to try out uh, in 2020, whatever the season ended up being, whether it was 100 games or what it is now, 60 games, uh, you had a perfect opportunity to try things out that might be considered for the new collective bargaining agreement. I think everyone is in agreement that a 60-game schedule certainly is, uh, you know, to use a, a term that gets used quite a bit, it's a, it's a bastard of a season, right? It's something that's completely mm-hmm. off-kilter and unexpected. And because of that, why wouldn't you try out new things? So I'm not overly surprised to see, you know, the minor league rule, of the uh, <clears throat> extra innings of batter at second base. The three-batter rule was already going to be instituted anyway. They're just going to enforce it this year, even with a 60-game schedule, um, so that so that teams and players start to get used to it, because uh, I think that's, that's not going anywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm looking for – I like the idea, and I knew it was going to be something that you would have to do because of the shortened schedule, because of no, uh, no real spring training <clears throat> past March 14th. Um, that you were going to have to do something as far as extra innings and, uh, and no minor leagues. So, you, you know, even though you have a 60 player pool max, um, it's still hard on pitching to, you know, if you play an 18 inning game one day, bounce back and yeah, exactly. excuse me, play a 12 inning game the next year, you have to do something. So, and it's still possible, you know, it's still possible that you, you do the man a second with nobody out situation and you end up playing 13 innings because uh, you can't bring home a run. So that's still, but at least this helps accelerate. I thought they would go, you know, my son plays select ball 14U, and they've got what they call a California tiebreaker, uh, where especially in tournament play, it's bases loaded one out. And to me, you talk about some serious excitement. Yeah. That, that'd be kind of cool. You know, one pitch, you get a double play, you're yeah. out of it. And yeah. now you get to come up and a sack fly wins it. Wow. Um, I, I think it makes it unique. Uh, I also heard Kevin Franzen, uh, who spent brief time with the Angels and um, – does work with the Phillies. He mentioned um, why not in the extra innings, uh, you the manager gets a chance to reset his lineup. Man, it's second, nobody out. Yeah, right. And if you want to bring that, however you want to bring it up, uh, Trout, uh, Rendon, Otani, mm-hmm. um, whoever you want, you reset the lineup from that point forward and uh, you take your best shot with your best players because now that 10th inning, 
becomes a must-see situation. Right. You know, it becomes, all right, Trout's coming up with a man at second base. You try to put the uh, the Angels on top, and then in the bottom of the inning, you've got uh, Marcus Simeon, Matt Chapman, and Matt Olson coming up for the Oakland A's to try to, to best the Angels. You know what I mean? Now you've got must-see TV um, and, and drawing interest. So it's, it's not going to work out that way. They're not going to do that. But um, those, those are the things, you know, you have to be open to change and open to, to new ideas. And unfortunately for baseball over the years, they've, they've been so adamant about coloring inside the lines. And in our society today, it's all about coloring outside the lines and not being afraid to try something and put yourself out there um, so that you maybe draw interest and, and bring some interest and new interest to your, to your sport and to your business. Yeah. And especially in a season like, like this one, why not try something new, right? I mean, it, what do you got to lose to try something new and, and experiment with? You know, uh, you you talked about you talked about the the universal DH. Uh, um, I, me, and I can't speak for damned. I've been an Angel fan my whole life, and and I, I watch American League baseball. It's, it's what I've been watching. You know, I, I I I'll watch the Dodgers from here from time to time, or I'll watch a Padres game from time to time, or whatever National League team is on TV. But, um. Do you think that the the universal DH is something that moving forward is? I mean, like you you mentioned that you you thought it was coming, but how do you feel like National League teams? You know, because they say National League style baseball is different because of the pitcher at the plate and all that stuff. In it, which it is. How do you think National League teams will handle it? National League managers like a Dave Roberts and stuff? How do, how do they handle the universal DH? I think it's easy to be perfectly honest with you. I've always I've always believed. Uh, when in interleague play, when you're playing in a National League ballpark, that the National League team has the advantage. I'm sorry, I take that back. That the, in an, uh, playing in an American League ballpark, that the National League team has the advantage because the National League team, you know, has a fairly decent lineup and they always bat ninth. They, they bat their pitcher ninth, and now you're adding a new bat to their lineup that makes it a little bit deeper for them. Um, so I think managers have been used to it from from that perspective. They, you know, anytime you play interleague play in the American League ballpark, National League has to use the DH. Um, so it's not something that's completely foreign to them. Does it change the the strategy? I don't know. Um, you know, everybody seems to be doing things that are off the cuff anyway uh, nowadays. Um, I think what it does do it changes the makeup of your team. How your twenty five man roster is constructed is it will be different going forward. Um, unlike in, in the past. So, I mean, you know, you look at a National League team, a prototypical National League team, uh, the guys on your bench are more utility-type guys and guys are contact hitters because more times than not, you're going to be pinch hitting for a pitcher or double switching or something to that effect. And that's when those players uh, have seem to have an advantage over an American League team. So now everyone's kind of on the same on the same page, you know, uh, now that everything falls under major league baseball, there's no real American league office or national league office. There's, there's no real reason to have two different sets of rules. Uh, I've just never, I never really understood it. And so, um, I, I think going forward, I think everyone's, uh, going to adjust just fine with it. I think national league owners were the ones that really balked at it because obviously the expense of it, now you're adding a, at least a $10 million player to your, your roster as opposed to the million dollar guy or two three million dollar guys as your 23rd 24th and 25th man on your bench now it's a 10 million dollar everyday guy in the middle of your lineup so so the expense side of it goes up uh for those national league teams so that's um that's how i look at it and i believe that uh, managers uh, they adapt very quickly especially in today's game so now part of the new protocols for this season is that there's going to be an empty stadium uh, when the game is being played. And obviously you being the booth with Gooby, you know, a big moment will happen and then you guys will kind of lay out a little bit to let, you know, the, the crowd noise will take over. How does this, have you thought about how this is going to affect your job at all? I don't think it's going to, uh, it's not going to affect me. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, we, for the most part, a lot of play-by-play guys, not necessarily more well, players, I guess to a certain extent back in the day, played in front of uh, no crowds. Uh, or limited crowds, but from a broadcaster perspective, I mean, the most of the lower level minor leagues, uh, there aren't too many people that are, are, are at the ballpark and or uh, listening to your broadcast. So uh, I don't, I don't worry about that. I'm just going to do what I do uh, as I have for years. And, uh, you know, will it be a little bit different with the, uh, the, 
the roar of the crowd, especially in a home game. Road game, it is what it is, right? Because if the Angels do something successful, very rarely, it's aside difference. from the pocket of fans yeah. behind the dugout, <laughs> um, you're not going to hear a roar of a crowd anyway. Right. Uh, from the home, from a home perspective, yeah, uh, you'll you'll get that. Uh, you'll, you'll you'll miss that uh, that noise, you know, filling your your headsets. But um, that doesn't take away from the moment. Um, to me, it's like I'm I'm calling the game as as I normally would. Uh, and, and, you know, whatever excitement happens, happens. You know, I, I don't get overly geeked up or for exhibition games. I, I never get really excited about the freeway series at the end of spring training because they're meaningless games, right? It's just kind of, right. it's really more about the, the machinations of a broadcast. It's just kind of getting used to getting back in the flow of things. And that's how I'll treat the next three games. Uh, you know, it's been quite a while since I put on a headset and actually did a game. <laughs> But come Friday with teams in Oakland, um, you know it's it's full bore. And when the re- the team returns home, um, I'm not I'm not going to change my way of being. And if I'm loud and obnoxious on a home run call uh, with a full <laughs> stadium, I'll still be loud and obnoxious on a home run call uh, with nobody there. So I, I I hope I'm loud enough so the guys down on the field can hear me. Uh, right. Uh, and you know now now you know the whole drive home safely uh, thing really is my. It, yeah. that, all, that always came about because it's my way of telling the team to get off the field. You know, we just beat you, go home, right? right. That's, <laughs> it's not about fans driving home safely. It's about the, the other team that just lost driving home safely. Now, if I actually say it, they might be able to hear me uh, <laughs> if they do walk off on a team. <laughs> beat it. <laughs> and they might come out the next day with a little more uh, oomph behind them. Who knows? But, you know. Yeah. You mentioned it. You know, you had the exhibition games, obviously, against L.A. and, and San Diego. Then you the Angels go up to Oakland to open the season again in Oakland. For again. The, for like the fourth year in a row. <laughs> um, but the, you and Gooby aren't traveling up there. What are you guys going to do or where are you guys going to be, I guess, is a better question, when the Angels are on the road? We'll be at the ballpark uh, either way, home, home or on the road. Home games, we'll be calling games from our broadcast booth. And in the road games, um, they're setting up a mobile office uh, out by our production trucks. So we will still go to the ballpark. Um, so for tomorrow, when we or uh, Monday when we play the uh, the Padres the exhibition, uh, we will go to the ballpark, go to our mobile, do our checks and all that stuff, go into the mobile office, and uh, we'll have monitors set up. Uh, we'll have our two workstations, and uh, we'll call games off of TV monitors, um, and that that will work. And then for the home games, we'll just be back in our with the social distancing. We'll be back in our booth calling games uh, from there. And so I was hoping we'd be able to set up something where we'd be in the booth for the road games as well with monitors, just because you're inside of a ballpark and you get that feel and ambiance of a right. of a stadium as opposed to an office or a studio. Um, but we uh, we'll make the most of it. Yeah, it would be nice if they let you inside the stadium for away games, and you can play the ga- play the game te- uh, on the television on the big jumbo screens out there, as you guys call it. When you guys are going to do it through monitors, though, are you guys doing it through the TV broadcast, or are you going to have extra like um, camera views that the, the normal fans isn't going to be able to see because maybe you need to pick up on who's warming up in the in the bullpen or stuff that's going on in the dugout. Yeah, we will have a uh, – we'll call it off monitors or whatever the broadcast uh, feed is, the world feed they'll be doing. And so that that's how most everyone will be doing it. But we'll also have a monitor that allows us to see uh, scoreboard, uh, balls and strikes in the stadium and stuff like that. So we will have a, an extra monitor where we can see those things as well. Um, so – you know, it, it, like I said, it's it's a new experience for us. It'll be a little bit different. Um, the way we look at it is that the road game's going to be, uh, while we'll somewhat constrained because of um, the world feed being provided by the home team is limited to a 50-50 broadcast. It's not going to be slanted one way or the other. While we're on the road, our, our director will have one extra camera. So as we talk about whatever, Joe Madden or, or Vicki Calloway, does have one camera option where he can follow along with the pictures with what we're talking about at home it's not as uh, as easy because at home the onus of the broadcast falls on the uh, the home team broadcasters or the not the broadcasters the director and he's got to cut the show 50 50 50 for the visiting team 50 percent for the angels so at home games you might 
get us talking about, uh, I don't know, a story about Albert Pools. Well, we may not be able to follow Albert Pools. I mean, we won't get camera shots of Albert Pools, but we're going to continue with the story, right? Because we're, we started talking about it and the conversation continues. Um, so the, the production side will have limitations. Gooby and I will just continue to do our thing. If we waited, uh, whether it's a normal season or a season such as 2020, if we waited for cameras to follow us, we'd be, there'd be a lot of dead air. Uh, you just can't do it. And, uh, you know, I like it almost to a radio broadcast. Uh, you just keep talking, you just keep doing your thing. And, uh, you know, if they get the pictures, great. If they don't get the pictures, no big deal. People understand. I would hope they understand that this is a unique situation. We're not, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're doing the, we're trying to do the best we can with the hand that we've all been dealt. And so, uh, will it look and feel a little different? Maybe it's just not going to be, you know, where let's, I'm just throwing out numbers here, but in normal year, uh, most of our broadcasts are 80, 20 angels, you know, 80% angels, 20% the other guys, right? This year, uh, it's it's more or less going to be 50-50. And maybe on the road, maybe a 55-45 split. Right. Um, just because of how the shows have to be shot and produced uh, for everyone that's involved. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I totally understand. We, it, you know, watching the games that I have watched on TV, there's, there's definitely different, I, I don't want to say not professional views, but I, there's there's views that I haven't, I haven't seen before where, for instance, you know, you get like a net, a shot of a net while, you know, a, a, the center fielder's running down the bar or, or whatever. And, and that's something that, that I kind of looked at and I said, well, that's different, you know. But I think all things considering, I think we all are. You're going to get some weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get some weird stuff like that. And that a lot of that happens in regular broadcasts, though. I mean, uh, you know, a director calls for a camera and the camera's not quite ready to the shot or a camera swings as, you know, he calls for the camera, the, the technical director pops the camera up and it's live, and you see the camera, what they call a swoosh. It, it's it's still moving to right. wherever it's going. You know what I mean? Right. Those things happen. That's just, that's just the life of a broadcast. Now, what you might see, and I've only seen... I've only seen the home side. I've, I've, I should look at what a, and look and sound and hear what a, uh, a visiting side uh, looks like, uh, because that's that's where you might get the difference. Yeah, I'm watching. I was watching the Phillies Orioles. I'm, I'm looking in there right now. Uh, I was watching the Phillies and the Orioles, and it's the Phillies broadcast. Sounds like a normal broadcast. You know, just no people in the stands. It just sounds like the two guys talking. Now, from a camera perspective, because you don't have fans in the stands. You can move camera positions now. So yeah. if, you know, not locked into the standard positions as normal, and maybe you do get some teams that move things around periodically or they try one shot for one series just to see if they like it. No, they didn't like it. Let's move it back. So you might get some of that. Or I would imagine, why not, right? Again, it's that whole blank canvas. Let's try it. Screw it. And maybe we can make changes for, you know, years to come. Right. So, again, season starts days away. You and Gooby are going to be back at it. Um, and I want to thank you again, Victor, for spending time with us and catching up before the season. Um, my last question, I'm not sure if Johnny's going to have one more, but my last question is you get to watch the highest paid baseball player every day on the Angels, and now you're going to be able to cheer on the highest paid football player in the NFL, what was your reaction? My, my the, son the, just said that. My son literally <laughs> just said that to me. Hey, Dad, you know, our two favorite players are the most expensive players in sports right now uh, on, the, on our two teams that we follow. Literally, not but a couple of hours ago, he just finished saying that when we were in the car. Uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes got paid, and uh, I think uh, deservedly so. Just an amazing talent. Um, it's a, it's uh, crazy how they're able to bring uh, pretty much everybody back from that yeah. Super Bowl championship team. I think they've got five of their receivers back already, and so um, you know. But the 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 show revolves as it does for the Angels around Mike Trout. For the Chiefs, it revolves around Patrick Mahomes, and uh, he is a, a crazy talented guy. Uh, you know, you you sometimes you see things like, oh, don't try that. Okay, that looked good. That was uh, that was well planned. <laughs> yeah, because he he improvises. So well, um, you know, just like young kids, as, as you know, they're always going to try things sometimes that uh, uh, 
Uh, you wish that it wouldn't, uh, but you know, with age and gosh, at three years in the league, uh, he's just he's he's learned every step of the way. And uh, you know, I was always worried, not so much about his development because I thought he was an extremely talented guy out of Texas Tech. Um, I was worried about whether or not Andy Reid would change uh, his way of coaching. Uh, he's always been a great innovator and make, you know play, making plays up and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, kudos to Andy. And I'm, I'm one of his biggest critics or had been one of his biggest critics. Um, he evolved along with Patrick. And I don't know if Patrick helped him evolve or he realized he's got to evolve because, because he's got a one-of-a-kind talent. Um, but he's, he's – and, and you always see them constantly talking on the sidelines uh, when he's not in. And I think that's, that's, that's what's really, really sent that team into a different level is – how the offense really responded to the changes that Reed made for Patrick and because Patrick. And I think that's, uh, that's why they, you know, they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And even when they were down, you don't, you know, are they really down? Are they really out? Uh, Cause you, you can't, it's just like trout at the plate, right? You can be down by three runs and he's up in the eighth thing. Uh, and all of a sudden with the bases loaded, you're up by one. Uh, any, anything can happen. And that's, that's, that's amazing talents. That's for sure. My final question, and we'll, we'll we'll stick with the amazing talents. Shohei Otani makes his return to the mound this year in 2020, shortened season. Um, what do you expect from Shohei Otani on the mound? Well, you know, if, if he's 100% healthy, which appears to be, uh, you know, I expect him to be as dominant as he was in his rookie campaign. Uh, you know, if his if everything comes back from the velocity, from the tilt of the slider, uh, the, the splitter and all that stuff, um, he is a guy that on any given night, any given start, uh, and it seems like this year it's going to be every Sunday, um, he's got a chance to do something very special, which makes it that much difficult, especially when you're playing day games in certain ballparks. Uh, that game that he threw against the Oakland A's, uh, the day game at Angel Stadium, when he was flirting with uh, a no-hitter, and that's how good it stuff he had that day um he's got a potential to do that on a uh, week-to-week basis so from a pitching perspective um yeah i'm not overly worried about the walks and stuff like that he's just getting his work in right now um i think when the bell rings he'll be good to go and then offensively you know i I don't think there's anything left to be said about him on the offensive side Uh, he is he's an incredibly talented dude uh the ball jumps off his bat he can run like the wind and um it's crazy that we get the opportunity to watch on a nightly basis in season uh, the best player of the game, the best two-way player in the game in the world, maybe. Um, you know, future first ballot Hall of Famer in Albert Pujols, the defensive winner to Angelton Simmons. Now you've added the World Series champion, one of the best third basemen in baseball, and Anthony Rendon. I mean, that's just that's just ridiculous talent uh, on the offensive side of things, and and hopefully it's a, a bell ringing for the staff to kind of you know step up and. Uh, and get the job done. The bullpen's solid with the young pitching, uh, and hopefully Shohei leads the way from the rotation standpoint. You go from there, and Andrew takes the next step. Thank you, Victor. Again, you can uh, definitely check out his Big Fly gear. That thing has been absolutely blowing up over the last couple years, and also your Big Fly uh, baseball show on YouTube. So, again, Victor, thank you very, very much for uh, taking some time out and chatting with us. You got it, guys. My pleasure. Hijo de su chingada madre. Ay, wey. Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Man, start taking notes because Manscaped accents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third-generation trimmer featuring advanced skin-safe technology so you keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Guys, I had the 2.0 and I didn't think it could get any better, but this one's better. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light that illuminates the grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. 
show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people have written in stories about the lawnmower 3.0 has changed their life. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself and they're not kidding. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. Your balls will thank you. And those were our interviews with both Trent Rush and Victor Rojas. Uh, Two great guys. They can be more accommodating. They, they're, you know, we pretty much ask them, and they're, they're, they're right there for us. So we really appreciate them. Uh, what do you take away from the interviews, Dan? No, it, it was cool too, because um, obviously the season being uh, days away, you know, uh, Victor's getting into town. Uh, Trent's been at the stadium pretty much for the whole, um, you know, summer camp. So for them to kind of fix us, fit us in during this crazy busy time from. Uh, we really appreciate it. But, you know, it was really cool to hear, especially on the Victor side, um, kind of his thoughts of how the, the broadcast itself is going right. to sound and and, and, and look. Yeah. A- and then from, you know, Trent just kind of uh, picking his brain about what he's seen over at, at Angel Stadium during this uh, summer camp, uh, whatever you want, the summer camp of 2020. Right. And I think what the, my takeaway from, from Victor, uh, you know, was the fact that it's going to be different, guys, you know. Um, Baseball is baseball, and and that's we're always going to get baseball, but the it's going to be different, and that's just something that we're just going to have to kind of deal with, right? You know the circumstances that we're all in right now. So, but just to be here talking about baseball starting in a few days is awesome. So, uh, I know Angels have a few exhibition games before the actual season starts right. kicking off here soon, uh, as we record. Uh, I think tomorrow they have a practice game. Yeah, tomorrow. During, during so, the week, they have about three. Yeah, they have but, three. So starting on uh, Monday, I believe they it's are Monday. they are at San Diego. Right. Then they're at the Dodgers on Tuesday. Wednesday, they're home against San Diego, and that's when we'll be recording our next podcast. Mm-hmm. Is Wednesday night. Um, there'll then, be a game on. There'll be a game on. It might not be an actual game, so but, you know um, we won't be too distracted. I'm, I'm guessing, but right. definitely probably be on in the background. Right. Thursday is an off day, and then of course Friday is opening, opening day. day up in Oakland, where we will be doing some kind of streaming. I don't know yet if it's going to be like three innings on Instagram, three innings on Facebook, three innings on Twitter. It could be something like that. We'll but, figure something out for sure. But definitely. Um, follow us on our social media feeds because we'll definitely pop up on probably more than one there yeah. uh, Halo underscore Haven on Twitter and Instagram and then obviously our Halo Haven uh, page on Facebook make sure you like the the page so you get up or uh, notifications when we go live whether it's recording a podcast or like we're going to do on Friday do kind of a, a live stream watch uh, thing going on with the opening day yeah and there's there's three of us so there shouldn't be a reason maybe why two of us or at least two of us be on separate, uh, you know, media platforms doing it. But uh, before we before we leave, uh, we if you guys follow us, if you guys are listening to us on the podcast side of things and don't have us on our social medias, you need to go on Facebook or on Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Same thing on Instagram, Halo underscore Haven, because we're doing a giveaway. And we talked about it on the podcast, asked how to do it, you know. But if you want to look at the hats that you actually have a chance to win, you check out our social media platforms, and we have a post of the actual hats we're going to give away. Again, if you guys are iOS users on Apple, we want you guys to subscribe and give us a review. Write a review because the review helps us out. Give us a review, screenshot the review, send it to us in a DM, or you can send it to us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com, and that will enter you to win. That will enter you in a drawing to win one of those two hats that we will be drawing from on opening night correct uh home opener Andy. home opener home I'm opener sorry. so that's gonna be the 28th of 8th of july so the home opener for the angels will do the drawing uh we have got some feedback from uh spotify and android users so we realize <laughs> spotify you can't rate review like you can on apple and spotify needs to fix that that's not on the yeah what the heck, that's man. on spotify they need to fix that yeah but we will figure out a different way to uh, to uh, reach out to those set of fans because we do have quite a bit on the Spotify side. Mm-hmm. But right now, we're going to do iOS, Apple Podcast. Um, again, just rate, review, subscribe, screenshot it. We already have a, a good amount of um, people sending us those DMs of them 
reviewing the podcast. And so we're just going to keep it going for another, it's going to be about another week and a half, another week or so. Uh, you know, we're probably going to post it again on Instagram, but definitely check it out. Definitely help us spread the word because I've said it last week and I'll say it again. I, I truly believe we are the best fan run uh, podcast, angel podcast out there. We, we, I'm, I really wanted to try and uh, reach as many people as we can, as far as we can for this next season of angels baseball and, and trying to give you guys good, uh, you know, content. Yeah. And, and that's kind of something we're going to try to do now uh, more. Um, you notice there's been podcasts coming out twice a week. We're going to try to continue that when the season starts. Um, you'll probably still hear it Thursday morning, when Monday morning. Uh, so you'll have like a review show, you know, we'll record Sunday night and we'll probably review the weekend what happened, any big things going on. That's probably going to be a little shorter podcast. The Thursday or the Wednesday night podcast that we record is probably going to be the bigger podcast. Right. Probably we're going to get all three of us here. That's where we're going to review the rest of the games that we might have missed or has happened since our last podcast. And then that's when we'll do questions. That's the one we'll do, um, you know, if curators here, right. maybe yeah. he'll have a, he'll, he'll have a, a corner or uh, uh, Chronicles as well. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the plan for this season to come at you twice this, twice a week. Um, we're really hoping to, to stick to it, even if it's just maybe one of us for, uh, for, for a Sunday thing. Um, but we're still going to try to get you as much content out there as possible. Absolutely. And that's, again, our, our giveaway is from Ace Style Clothing, one of, the, uh, one of our sponsors who, uh, again, if you guys want to – if you guys have fans of uh, – friends, friends of – Different teams. Like, friends who have – different teams you know teams. dodger fans or whatever who knows whatever uh they can check out a style clothings on instagram um if you click on the link on our bio it'll take you to their page and from there you can definitely search for you know a hat for one of your friends who happens to like the red Sox. why would they i don't know <laughs> but no check out a style clothings and all our sponsors and without them you know not, a lot of this wouldn't be possible so we appreciate them as, as much as we appreciate you guys Email us any questions, comments, or concerns at allangelspodcast at, at gmail.com. Allangelspodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Baseball's right around the corner. We'll, we'll be here twice a week for you guys. So, uh, with that being said, I am Johnny Mags. I'm Dan Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. 